Reddit, Dit to Do, and welcome into more important issues. It is Sunday, May 31st. It is almost June. It's oh, crazy. I'm pumped. I'm pumped. I'm ready for uh, consistent warm weather, which I guess we're done. We're through. We're, it's happening now. It's humid, almost, I guess, too hot for some people, but... I don't know. I'm not one to com- I'm not one to complain about the weather too much. Obviously, I sweat and that sucks. As a man who sweats all the time, the heat can suck, but it's better than uh I'll take it over cold. It's golf it. weather, I guess is what I'm trying to say. I'll, it's I'll, golf weather. I'll take it over cold. Yeah. And I enjoy the farmer's tan. I'll take it over rainy for sure. Oh, yeah. rain sucks. Yeah, I hate rain. Rain. Hey, s- snow is the worst. I'm okay with snow. I'm not going to ask for it. I'm not asking for snow. See, I, I was, I was good with snow like when I was in school, but now right. it's terrible. Right. Yeah, <laughs> you don't that, get out of it. You're expected to still go to work. That that definitely is the caveat to that. Um, I'm, I'm not going to – I'm not asking for snow, but I'm cool with it. But, yep. yeah, don't, you don't, don't you have to bring it on. Like I said, I'm, I'm happy for golf weather. Um, I'm happy for, like, golf weather all the time. So, yeah, I'm, I'm good. You, no, you won't hear complaints from me, um, but May 31st, the – we're counting down to football season now. We're inside 100 days, 97. Is that 97, right? 97, yeah. Uh, so we're the countdown is on. We are rocking and rolling like it's gonna happen 100 percent like normal. No other expectations. Feels like 98. <laughs> it, it, it does feel like 98. It truly does. Uh, especially if you did the rewatch with us. We need to do another rewatch soon. Not a, we can't do a full season again. Um, yeah, that was that was a lot to like watch. A, like find the time to watch a full game. In, twice a week, yeah, twice a week. I, I was a lot. Well, really, I mean, I'd do it again for if if, there, if we could find another season like '98, and then also, um, I don't know if there's another complete season on YouTube or anywhere else. Yeah, we got to hit up our man Larry Smith. Yeah, Larry Smith is uh, Larry Smith. You were you're doing the Lord's work, man, and we appreciate it, uh, guys. We've got a great episode for you all. We are excited because we, like I said, we have full expectations that football season is going to happen um, with fans right now is our expectation let's not talk about it too much um but we've got some recruiting updates for you we have some team news as players make their way back to campus some are already back all will be back well i shouldn't say all because it's voluntary most will be back uh by next week um and then we've got some sec football uh, projections for you what's going to happen in 2020 um i mean if it's any uh Anyway, the the uh, this year's gone. It's going to be a crazy one, um, a lot of unexpected things. Uh, then Coach Doug's, it's uh, it's the fifth Saturday in May matchup. I love it. <laughs> it's it's going to be a good one. Coach Doug's taking on Alabama tonight, uh, nine p.m. Um, if you're not drunk already, you're not doing it right. Should have been tailgating all day. So much niceness in that matchup too. Do what now? So much niceness. Niceness. Yeah, because uh, Tennessee's ranked number six and Alabama's number nine. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Nice. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, then we got, if you have any questions, drop them in the comments. I'm watching on Twitter. I'll pull up YouTube. Haven't gotten there yet. Sorry, YouTube. What's up if you guys are already in here? Um, and then um, uh, Landon's watching Facebook. But yeah, drop those anytime. If they're, uh, if there's something we're talking about right now, we'll, we'll answer them as quick as possible. Uh, if they're not, we'll definitely get to them within the show. Just bear with us. Uh, we do have a great show for you. And then, of course, some segments. Good news, if uh, if you listen to us, you know that you can enter to win a $25 gift card to Hound Dogs every episode. Go to volunteerroadshow.com, sign up right now. You'll be entered to win a $25 gift card, but not just for this episode. So if you don't win it this time, don't worry. Go, make that, go create that account. You get access to all our content and get a chance to win a $25 gift card to Hound Dogs. Go do it. 
Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll announce the winner at the end of the show. Um, also, go check out our other sponsors, BetNow, Tennessee Tap House, like we said, Hound Dogs, and Commercial Bank. I'm going to tell you guys about Commercial Bank. Commercial Bank is your neighborhood bank, and they're a leading financial institution with the services, capabilities, and resources of regional and national banks. Whether it's purchasing a home, saving for your child's future, or planning your next vacation, Commercial Bank is with you every step of the way to navigate life's big decisions. Life made better. Visit cbtn.com to learn more and find a branch near you. Guys, go check out the official bank of more important issues, Commercial Bank. Go do it. Do it now. Check out Commercial Bank. Yeah. Check out, uh, you know, Tennessee Tap House is still there. Hound Dogs. Go make that email right now. That way you can uh, get a chance to win a $25 gift card. Always can use some money. Yeah. Always. It's free money. It's free money. Go do it. Go sign up. But there's nothing to lose. Absolutely nothing to lose. Um, kind of like Coach Ducks. You don't lose. Don't. Undefeated. <laughs> we undefeated. We undefeated. Recruiting updates. Speaking of being undefeated. Recruiting updates, yeah. There's there's kind of a lot going on, kind of some weird things going on. Um, so I, first we'll start with, with some good news. So Vols virtually visited with five-star point guard Kennedy Chandler on Wednesday. He's the number one point guard in the country out of Briarcrest Christian in Memphis. Um, he announced he's also moving to uh, Sunrise Christian Academy in Kansas, oh. um, where um, NBA star uh, Buddy Hield went to high school. Oh, okay. Um, so moving out that way, it's kind of weird because it's it's not anywhere near his top five that he has out. It, they're all East Coast teams. It's Memphis, Tennessee, uh, Duke, Kentucky, North Carolina. So all those guys are, are in the South, but he moves all the way out to the Midwest to Kansas. So this is a strictly, I guess, basketball move. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I, I think he, he wants to improve. Um, they were beaten in the in the state finals to um, by Catholic last season, so... Yeah, it, it seems like it's it's more of a basketball. Or is, I mean, is his family moving out there? Is it? I don't know. I I don't, I don't know I'm how sure. how that's gonna work. I don't know if it's a boarding school or. I'm sure he'll find some housing. I'm sure he's going there for basketball. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I guess yeah. that was my question. Is yeah. you know, is the family moving to Kansas and he? Found yeah, a good I situation think it's more or? of a basketball. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, that's uh, so Tennessee's got an in there. Who was the uh, Who's the guy out of California that's friends with Kenny Chandler? Uh, Paolo Banchero. Okay. That's okay. from Washington. From Washington, I guess, yes. California. So he's a West Coast kid. Uh, kind of heard today that if, uh, to, or not today, just a couple of days ago, that, that if the Vols get Kenny Chandler, good chance you're looking at getting him too. Looks yeah, like they they're buddies. Land together. Yeah, they're they're buddies. So they've talked about the idea of um, playing with each other. I just, it would be hard for. I just don't get the the Palo moving all the way out here to go to school for one year if he's going to be a one and done. Right. Everyone's kind of said that the Tennessee. Tennessee, well, I think it's another thing. Tennessee would not get him without Kenny Chandler. It's only a yeah. If you get him, yeah. you have potential to put, you have potential to land both of them. They may be playing together. Yep. So um, I don't know. We'll see. But I thought I'd just mention that while we uh, on the Kenny Chandler topic. Yeah, I think it's I think it's good to kind of get him out of Memphis for Tennessee's sake, just because you're not having you know Penny Hardaway and everybody else in his ear right there. Right. Um, his peers and everything. He's able to get away, make his own decision. Um, and I think Tennessee has a good chance of landing the number one point guard in the country. Oh, they favor Tennessee. Interesting. Love it. Um, also, JT Daniels to Georgia. Let's talk about that. JT Daniels to Georgia. It's kind of um, weird. It is a weird move. Uh, I thought Georgia had a really great quarterback. I didn't think they needed anybody else. Um, Apparently not. <laughs> but I guess it sounds like he's probably going to sit out a year for sure. Doesn't sound like he's getting that waiver. Yeah, I which just, is 
probably adds to the strangeness of the move because they've got plenty of quarterback help on the way. Yeah, it, it, it's a weird – I mean, I guess, like, if you're Georgia, you keep recruiting the best talent. That, right. And that, that's why Tennessee was going to talk to him. Right. Also. Um, but it, it just doesn't make sense because Jamie Newman comes from Wake Forest, transfers. Um, it looks like it's going to be his team this year. And then if he's gone, you know, JT Daniels, I guess he could take over. But then you have a five-star coming in um, – and Brock Vandegrift, which is like the number one quarterback in the country, is going right. to come in and expect a sit. I don't know. I, or, or does know. or does JT Daniels? What if he wins that waiver and is eligible? So right. that that's going to be an interesting competition with him and Jamie Newman because I think both of those guys would be expected, like in their minds, they expect to start. Yeah, I mean, I'd say like you said, Georgia's probably doing the same thing. I mean, the reason Tennessee was interested, obviously. I, JT Daniels, Tennessee, didn't make sense. I'm not saying it made more sense than Georgia. It, it didn't. Um, but, I mean, yeah, Georgia's out going and getting the best talent. I, don't, I mean, I guess it's uh, it's, it's just it's it's just as strange as Tennessee, though. It's what what happens in that situation. You're going to – we said if JT Daniels came to Tennessee, you would see probably two transfers, where we're, whereas we're expecting at least one right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, but I think you probably see a transfer at Georgia – Maybe it's JT Daniels again um, by the end of this season. Yeah, and they have a four-star quarterback. um, What's his name? Carson Beck, who is um, will be a freshman this year. Yeah. Yeah. So they, yeah, they have they have some talent on that roster. So that's going to be interesting. What's one thing that doesn't make any sense to me is the offense coming from a West Coast team where they spread the football around a lot to a um, kind of a ground and pound football team in Georgia where they just, you know, rely on the run a lot. It just doesn't make a ton of sense. No. I, I don't know if any if any of the places he was which I didn't even know he was how interested in Georgia he JT Daniels was. I don't think that name was really like mm-hmm. heavily out there. Um I don't know if anywhere he was necessarily linked to made a ton of sense. So. Well all, all the experts was like Tennessee LSU, Tennessee LSU. Yeah, LSU would have made the most sense. Right. Yeah. So and then you know he's getting that immediate waiver. <laughs> yep. Very, very weird. Very yeah. weird. I, I don't know. I mean, if, if he gets the waiver, I don't. You know that that sucks for Tennessee because um, I think he, you know, he's probably a better quarterback than Newman. But um, if he doesn't, I don't. I mean, I don't. You, he's either someone's going to be great next. There's gonna, they're going to get a good quarterback next year. Yeah, I, um, I I just hope they you know did not learn their lesson from Jake Fromm and just run off a bunch of talented quarterbacks. That'd be hilarious to me. That would be nice. Yeah, that'd be nice. I I don't have faith in Georgia and Kirby Smart. Them. So yeah, shouldn't no. I mean, I they have it. Yeah, they have an SEC championship. But yeah. other than that, I mean, I mean, you didn't even have to beat Alabama to get it, right? Wait, do what? Now? They didn't beat Alabama to get that SEC championship, right? They beat they beat Auburn. They beat Auburn that yeah because they lost Auburn yeah a couple weeks before and then then they played Alabama in the national championship game yeah right yeah okay yeah that's it. I was like, oh, I was trying to figure out. I was like, they played Alabama at some point. Yeah, I know. They, yeah, they got lucky. They didn't have to play Alabama. Yeah. They had to play Nick Saban. Otherwise, Kirby Smart didn't have a chance if that no, would have been the case. Not at all. So, um, I actually saw, I think it was Barrett Salee posted, who do you think's done a better job, um, Dan Mullen at Florida or Kirby Smart at Georgia? I feel like Dan Mullen's easy. easy. They were in, I feel like Florida was in a worse position when Dan Mullen arrived than Georgia when Kirby Smart arrived. Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah, so I mean, I mean, but but if you look at like I guess success 
And what you've won, I guess Georgia has won more because they have an SEC championship and they got to the national championship. Right. But if you're talking about where, Positions they, of, where they brought the program. Yeah, yeah Positions of program, I don't, I don't think is – I think it's damn old at Florida. But, uh, yeah, I mean, obviously, I think Kirby Smart had some immediate success. But I think a lot of that was, thank you know, thanks to Mark Rick. Mark Rick didn't leave the program in shambles. And, um, and I mean, you can argue how – good of an idea it was to fire Mark Rick, but I, I like the idea of not letting your program hit rock bottom before you get rid of a coach. Mark Rick didn't win anything significant at Georgia. Yeah. So as, from that standpoint, I'm like, yeah, get rid of him. If the, if the Vols fired Butch Jones after 2016, that roster is in a very different position. Oh, 100%. So that, that's yeah. all I mean. I mean, I'm, I, I kind of wish they had kept Mark Rick around. He lost to Butch Jones twice, so that would have been, been nice. <laughs> but no, he just lost to him once, right? Kirby, Kirby lost to him. Kirby lost to him. Once. Once, yeah. Yeah. But Georgia lost to the Jones twice, which is just an indictment on that program. <laughs> um, but, yeah, yeah, I mean, it, as far as that goes, I, I like that. I'm, I've always said I hate that coaches have to hit rock bottom before you're finally like, all right, we're going to get rid of you. So, yep. I guess that's the good news for Georgia. Um, yeah, I, I, we're actually going to talk about these two coaches here soon. We do some SEC projections. So Yeah. Um, so, next recruiting – kind of update we have is, is Trey Curry. Mm-hmm. Very weird situation. So the the three or four star, whichever, you know, he's four star on ESPN. He's three star on Rivals, um, 247. Wide receiver out of Cleveland, Tennessee at Bradley Central High School committed on his Instagram page. Right. Last night. Um, but apparently is not a take right now. Um, so I don't know if there was some miscommunication or – the kid was just like, hey, they're evaluating me, but, hey, I'm committed to Tennessee. When they're ready, I'm ready. Yeah, and, I mean, the offer had been extended, so, I mean, I don't have a problem. I mean, if you get an offer, you're open to commit. Right. They may not send you the papers to sign. Yeah. But they extended yeah, the offer. Yeah, if they ended today, he would not be going to Tennessee. Right. As a scholarship right. player, I guess. Right. Um, so, but, yeah, he had the offer extended. Um, he He's committed. Trey Curry is. Uh, like you said, they're going to uh, – I'm sure it's going to be one of those situations. Uh, he – don't don't know if he has. I mean, he hasn't said anything about it, so don't know kind of where it's he stands. Still up on his Instagram, so. right? So I don't know where it stands. Like you said, right now it's it's kind of just a it's a fluid situation. You could see him at Tennessee. You could like you. I mean, you even mentioned this. I, I guess you could potentially see him at Tennessee as a walk preferred walk on. Yeah, I guess that's or, or a blue shirt. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I guess that that's in play. Um. I, I, he is a four star. I think you mentioned that he was or four star on ESPN, three star composite, and three star on Rivals, and. Uh, and 247. I think you mentioned that he at one point was the number one player in the class or in Tennessee. So. Yeah, in, in Tennessee, he was like, he was definitely the number one like ath- athlete. Um, gotcha. But yeah, just probably would have benefited a lot from, you know, he's not at a, a great program in terms of winning and, and all that. Um, but he does play in, in 6A football, the highest cl- uh, classification mm-hmm. in Tennessee. Um, and, and you know, plays multiple sports. You know, one of those, another one of those athletes we mm-hmm. keep talking about. But I think there might have been some hesitation on, on Tennessee just because of, um, you know, I think there, there's kind of the the in-state kids. You all, you obviously want them to kind of come to Tennessee because it obviously means more. I mean, look at Trey Smith, Eric Gray. You know, those guys. It just means more putting on that Tennessee uniform, right? Um, so you'd like to see that, but you know this. Jeremy Pruitt is from Alabama. They don't recruit just Alabama. No, I mean, I, it, it's should, all across. It's 
all across the country. And, you know, you've seen I mean, that with this class. There's only two guys not counting Trey Curry in this class from Tennessee. And, that, and that's never been Tennessee's thing either. I mean, right. you talk about the 90s where Tennessee recruited North Carolina really well. Um, Phil Former in the early 2000s recruited Georgia really well. Schools that are, uh, excuse me, states that had really strong um, classes. I mean, Georgia's still known for it. North Carolina's having their, sorry, excuse me, they're back to that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, they're back to. Trying to distance, man. <laughs> back to having a bunch of talent. Um, and Tennessee's kind of back to recruiting well in other states. It, but like you said, it definitely helps. You want to lock down your state. You want to get those guys that want to come here. Um, but it also does have to kind of match up in the class. And right now, it doesn't look like it's going to happen. Now, with that being said, there's going to be guys that drop off. Yeah, it's, it's natural. I'm not, and I'm not saying Trey Curry is one of those guys. He, he could be a guy that ends up in the class because you see others drop off. Um, so I, I, I will see. Um, you, you mentioned how he plays in the, in the highest class. Um, I can't remember if they won their region or came in second. I think McMinn, McMinn County was really good this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they were actually undefeated uh, for the most most part of the season um, until I think they lost in uh, maybe in the quarterfinals, actually, not the semis. Yeah. Um, so I think they might have come in second behind McMinn County in their region this year. Uh, but, I mean, overall, a strong region and, a, and then a strong class, 6 A's. Yes, it's the largest class in Tennessee. It's also the best class in Tennessee. Yeah, I just I just think that this one's kind of a, a wait and see. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I I expect them to have a good senior season, um, and and showcase that talent a little bit more. Maybe impress the coaches. But there's kind of already his body type in this class. There's Julian Nixon, Rock Taylor. Um, you got Trinity Bell who can play offense. Miles Campbell, D Beckwith, who we saw in last class, is kind of mm-hmm. that same six. 6'4", 210 to 215 pounds. Right. You know, all those guys could fit that mold at receiver, like as a big-bodied receiver, um, to use mismatches. Um, or you could put them at tight end. And right. unfortunately, you just have some of those guys already in this class. Mm-hmm. Um, but like you said, you know, there's going to be some, some guys move around. And this is a guy who has ties to Tennessee. So I think Tennessee's always going to be in it, whether they take his commitment right now or not. Right. Um, like I – we made a video, but we didn't post it because he, he was not, um, you know, taking this class yet. But we, we mentioned his size of Tennessee. His stepbrother is the quarterback at Bradley Central, also has an offer from Tennessee. Don't know if that's committable, but right. <laughs> he has an offer. Um, and his dad was supposed to sign with Tennessee in 1996 and um, didn't end up signing with Tennessee, but was, was going to end up going to Carson Newman. Um, but yeah, there, there's always ties of Tennessee. They're not far away. They're going to continue to evaluate this kid, and you know, we'll, it's a long ways to December. Right, and and, and Jerry Pruitt, I mean, he it, he did that uh, interview, I believe, with Rivals, and, and he talked about kind of how they evaluate talent, and and it coincides with um, what could have been for Trey Curry this summer had camps been open. He yeah. likes to get players on on campus and evaluate them. Um, just. There's not a ton of there's not a ton on Trey Curry. I, I don't know if he just didn't go camping a lot last year or what it was um, going into his junior season. Uh, but pretty much all you have is highlight film right now. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm sure you know the staff had a chance to evaluate. I think you'd have on their own. I think you'd have a better feel right now if he had committed. Well, I guess wouldn't have gone to camp yet. Um, but well, yeah, no, just May 31st. Um, so. Yeah, I think that's gonna, like you said, that's gonna hurt it, and it's and it's gonna change how Jeremy Pruitt and his staff are going to evaluate players moving forward for this 
this uh, 21 cycle and it's going to affect the 2022 cycle as well uh, and, and how they evaluate. Uh, so it's going to be interesting. It's going to be going to be interesting to see how that happens. And uh, um, I mean, this is probably a ch- This is probably a chance for if, if this staff can evaluate really well, this is probably a, an opportunity to take advantage of some hidden gems and, and going out there and getting guys who rely on camps to get picked up. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think you've seen some with, with this class, you've seen some guys kind of pick up, a lot of offers. I think Rock Taylor's one of them, um, who's a three-star Trinity Bell. I don't think a lot of people knew about him, but when they see a six-seven, three hundred-pound guy that can move like that, yeah. I think a lot of teams are going to be like, "Whoa!" Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, yeah, that's that's uh, that's a little bit about Trey Curry. It's it's an interesting situation for sure. Tennessee's obviously extended an offer, but with the way this class is filled out so early, I'm not sure if it's a committable offer. Um, gonna kind of be a process to see, but as of right now, he is still committed to Tennessee. So, yeah, which is, I don't, I don't know, I don't get it, but yeah, I mean, but the thing is, is this happens. I, I'm surprised it doesn't happen more, and I guess it can. You just don't. I guess it's not as uh, publicized because Tennessee offers. What was it last last cycle? I think it was almost two hundred offers extended. Oh, that was way more than that. There's like three hundred people yeah. that have offers. And, and so, I mean, obviously, you can't take all of those kids. Yeah. Uh, so not all of those offers are technically, if we're going to really, you know, technically speaking, twenty five of those are committable, and that's it. So there, there's definitely room to, to be moved around. Obviously, you're gonna if, if uh, more talented guy wants it, you probably move that committable offer somewhere. Mm. But really, only twenty five are committable. Uh, so. I, you just don't see this happen as often because there's just not a lot going on. Uh, Trey Curry would probably be probably have taken vis- visits this spring. Um, I think he's taken a visit to North Carolina, Auburn. Has he taken one to Tennessee? He's he's been to Tennessee. T- he went to two games last year. Okay, so he he'd probably he's probably taken visits in the in the spring if, if that's the case. Um, SEC and ACC schools are interested in him. He's got interest levels there. Uh, just just hadn't happened yet. Um, then you've got a lot of guys who have probably committed to Tennessee because. They haven't been in in contact with a ton of other coaching staff. It's it's an interesting situation. All kind of you know, I guess you could say happened with uh, with schools getting shut down due to COVID. So yeah, uh, and with that, all things change. Just mm-hmm. like you know, people get mad that that kids commit and decommit and stuff like that. Things change. Just like Tennessee offered this kid. And now they're saying it's not a committable offer. Right. Things change, and, and you couldn't hate the kid either. If even if it was a committable offer, if he uh, if he was to commit, and, and then Tennessee goes out and gets guys at the same position that uh, you know he wants, to, maybe he would want to explore other options. That that's the way it works, and I think you're going to see that soon with with some some of the other guys in this class. I think you'll see some decommitments where they're uh, maybe seeking uh, other opportunities. So I think for Tennessee fans, expect that um, you're you could be seeing decommitments. I think any time before fall camp starts. Yeah. Um, hopefully it's just not your core core group of guys. Hopefully it's not your most talented guys in the class. And uh, then you, you hope to keep them together and then go out and kind of add guys that complement their talent. Yep. I mean, just know since Jeremy Pruitt's been at Tennessee, he's closed on National Signing Day. So And that too. Yeah. I'll, Which I'll is still just, several months just, out. Let, let's, let's get to Signing Day. Yeah. I think, I think you'll be satisfied with this class. Right. I think we finished top – I think – It'd be, it would take a hellacious season, and hellacious you know recruiting trail to get this class out of the top ten, yep. and hopefully everything just kind of hopefully nothing falls apart. Yep. Hopefully nothing falls apart. Like you said, Jeremy Pruitt's probably going to close out on signing day, so I think you 
you, like you said, you're going to be happy with the way this class rounds up. Yep. Rounds out, excuse me. So That's all I got for recruiting. That's it? Yeah. Are we going to start with the bad news? Yeah. Well, actually, no. Let, let's no, let's go with, good news first. Let, let's start with some good news. So, uh, Tennessee's redoing their entire indoor practice field. Yeah, get new turf. Yeah, new turf. I wonder where that old turf's going. I don't know. Probably. My backyard could use a renovation. Yeah, I could use it around my deck <laughs> where it gets muddy. Yeah, I, I'll take I'll take all of it if you guys need somewhere to store it. I'll take it all and just. I bet it can make it a pretty nice uh, chipping and putting. Uh, maybe not putting, but a nice little chipping area. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah, that's that's it. I'll take it. I'll take it off your hands, Tennessee. If you if you need the whole thing, you got to go get it though. I, I don't know if your forerunner could. could it couldn't take all 110 <laughs> yeah. by, you know, 70, but I could, I could take, you know, a strip of it. Yeah. A strip could fit in the back. So. Yeah. There you go. I'll live close to campus. It's just a couple loads. Maybe maybe just a few loads to get all of it out. Maybe just, maybe just it, it's, it, it might see, be magic, Harvey. You can just ride it. On. Right. Does anybody here, anybody listening have a uh, 16-foot trailer I could borrow? <laughs> I'm trying to think of anybody. Who, no. I don't know anybody who has a 16-foot trailer. Sorry. I'll let you know if I do that. All right, all right, good. good. I'll check. I'll check the Facebook Marketplace. Perfect. Yeah, yeah, that'll probably. Is that where Tennessee may sell the turf there? I don't know. <laughs> they might. Okay, let's be honest. They're gonna sell the turf for like, they're gonna sell it for more than it they they bought it for, no, before yeah. they even used it. Right. Yeah, it's considered <laughs> uh, vintage. Right. They, 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 it's been played in like those helmets they sold. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so yeah, they're redoing that, so that's gonna be nice. Um, I, I think we can all agree Tennessee's been competitive with their facilities um yeah, uh, probably pat probably past competitive yeah forever um they're one of the tops in the country so just adding to that yep yep always recruiting and, uh, no matter what the shield walking field shields watkins field got new turf or not turf but artificial or uh new grass right after the or no they didn't do that did they they were supposed to get new sod after oh, the yeah. garth brooks i don't think they did yeah i think they just which it looked good. They the tur- the turf, good. yeah, the uh, turf guys did a great job and had it looking good and playing seemed to be playing good against Vanderbilt. So I don't know if they ever uh, ever put new uh, sod on it. Maybe a summer thing. Maybe something they're yeah. doing the summer. So, so bad news. Bad news. Um, Tim Jordan is was excuse me was arrested in his hometown of Florida. Where is he from again? Uh, I think it was in Lakeland. He's Lakeland. from Bartow. Okay, is that close? Um, is that yeah? I think they're, Lakeland they're County, probably in very Bartow? close. Yeah. Yes, because uh, the article I read said his hometown um, arrested on uh, gun charges and uh, possession charges, uh, marijuana possession charges. Um, it's unfortunate. I, I think if we're going to kind of look at the silver lining in this, it's uh, yes, a Tennessee player was arrested. That's unfortunate. It was only one Tennessee player. It was in his hometown. After being home for three months, yeah, so, I mean, and it, it doesn't sound like he was. Doesn't sound like there was issues around the arrest, which is uh, that's good. Kind of the highlight of, or the negative, you know, light around Jeremy Banks' arrest. So that's good. Um, Just like, dude, be smart. Like yeah. you can't have a loaded gun in your back pocket without a permit. With drugs on you. <laughs> With drugs, yes, uh, and little bags. Yeah, you don't have the paraphernalia on you there, man. Um, yeah, definitely be smart. Uh, don't... It, but, like, I mean, this isn't something you can't bounce back from, and that's the good news, so... Yeah. Um, I just think with, like, his picture, he looks big. He does. Uh, that's the trouble I think everybody's kind of been worried about when guys go to their hometown. Um, you don't have the accountability that you typically would have around your... Um, which, I mean, and he was always a bigger guy. Yeah. Um, he, he he's was. not the He's not a small back. 
Um, he's always kind of been a bigger guy. Uh, but yeah, I think that's a, kind of one of been one of the bigger concerns when you see guys go home, uh, don't have the accountability of uh, a meal program, a weight strength and conditioning program. Uh, it's definitely different when the when the guys go home, and then doesn't sound like Tim Jordan's necessarily uh, been doing all the things to stay as healthy as he could. Right. Judging by what he was arrested for. <laughs> yeah. Did he add the neck tat? I don't know. I don't know how long like, he's had the neck tat. This picture, he didn't have it, right? Okay. So, so he tatted just and, a, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think that this, this is the issue where, like, you know, we talked about Lincoln Riley um, yeah. saying he, he knows that what's best for his players and um, or, or whatever he said, something stupid. And, it, yeah, I mean, it's the – you got to wonder um, is – you know, Tim Jordan going to with the accountability and in, in Knoxville um, is guys like that. Are they better off in Knoxville than they are their hometowns? Are they better off in their apartments or their dorms than they are in their family's home? I mean, that's questions you got to ask when you talk about these student athletes who you're responsible for typically 12 months out of the year. College football. Yeah. They're not home that often, uh, except for a few weeks at a time. So, I, and you got and he would be home like in a, in a normal schedule he would or or he wouldn't be home he would be back on campus would they be would they be back by now they would have already come back from summer that their little summer break period yeah I guess he would have started June first so he probably okay. would have already been back potentially probably, I mean yeah. potentially but I mean the fact of the matter is though when you when you talk about he's been home for three months yeah and rather than if he was if it was a normal schedule he would have left second week of May and then probably either been making his way back or have been back depending on I guess what you want to do personally. So So the the concealed carry charge in Florida faces a third degree felony which is up to 5 years. Right. Yeah, I mean that that's the issue more so I think than the drugs. I don't think it was I don't think it was a large amount. Of no, it was like 20 grams. Um so which sounds like a lot, but it <laughs> Uh so I think uh I think the gun is the more serious issue. Uh but, yeah, I, don't, I mean, I don't know. But, again, it's a question you have to ask. I'm not saying he wouldn't get in trouble. I don't know. I don't know Tim Jordan personally. Um, I know he hadn't gotten in trouble, at least with the, with law enforcement in Knoxville. Because um, so, you know who we'll find out. <laughs> yeah, you'll know. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I, I don't know. We're going to see how this plays out. Tennessee has not released a statement about it yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, we don't know kind of what the – I mean, he's going to be suspended for some amount of time, I'm sure. Uh, probably face at least a game suspension, if not more. Um, gonna. I mean, yeah. So I'm wait, wait to t- wait to see what Tennessee says about it. But yeah, I mean, you got to ask that question, Lincoln Raleigh. Or you're, and yeah, players get into trouble on campus. I'm not saying they're they're gonna be the best uh, on campus there, but you can hold them more accountable when they're on campus than when they're home. And what's best for them? Yeah, if you're going out on the weekends, you know Monday morning, or I guess <laughs> maybe Sunday if you're having film. You know, Sunday, you have to go back around those coaches. Yeah. So, in the back of your mind, there's a little something saying, hey, I got to – whatever I'm doing now, it's going to affect me in a day. Right. You know, yeah, here, yeah. it's not. No, being, being home is a different story. And, I, I mean, good for players that they've gotten – you know, good for players that they've gotten to be home with their families. Um, it's hard being away from your families, I'm sure. Especially when you're talking about guys like just pulling a guy out of, out of the air here, hearing Toto, who's, you know, on a completely different coast than his family. Good, you know, but also – you've got guys that have some rough home lives. It's the nature of it. And they, they might be better off on campus. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that for the betterment of football. I'm not a lot of guys though, use college football, use their scholarships, use a time to get a free education, um, to, to make, to get out of a situation. 
Yeah. And a lot of guys do that. And I'm not saying that's even Tim Jordan's. I don't know Tim Jordan's personal story. I don't know. I'm just saying this is a good example of potentially that's probably what's taking place. Yeah, there was some guys that I played with in college, and that was – they stayed – every break they stayed on campus because that was the only home that they had. Exactly. So They didn't have anything to go back to. So you have to ask that question for sure. Um, and, yeah, that's – and, again, it, it, every situation is different. So it's not the case for every single person. This is just probably an example of that. And uh, some people, in case you twist my words, I'm not saying athletes shouldn't get compensated because they get a free education. I'm just saying they are getting a free education. And a lot of guys, especially those who aren't going to be playing at the next level, and they know that, this is what they've got to utilize this time to get um, post-secondary education and you know, parlay that into more. Yep. So, and a lot of guys do it, and they do a good job doing that. But uh, right now they're not on campus, and that creates a lot of unknowns. Yeah, and, and looking at you know the the football aspect of this with with Tim Jordan, how it kind of affects. He's kind of like you said that bigger back that they had um, that they don't really have really on the roster right now. Um, right. You know, you have some incoming freshmen that could maybe fit that mold, but you know, it's it's kind of Tim Jordan or not. I'm sorry, Eric Gray, Ty Chandler, and then it was Tim Jordan. You know, it was those three guys. Carlin feels a need isn't that bigger back either. No, and, and even though – and Tim Jordan obviously is that bigger back, but he's not this, you know, barrel – No, he's not. I mean, that's why they brought in Quarius Crouch for the, you know, the heavy formation on yeah. the goal line. Yeah. That's why. Uh, so, I don't I don't think when you talk about what it, how it affects the team, I think this is if it started tomorrow, he's at minimum the third back on your roster. Yeah. So, that's, that's where he's going to be uh, at best. And, so, so um, is this – do they use this as an out to – you know, get closer to that 85 scholarship. I, I don't know. All, I do know that, you know, and it stinks for Tim Jordan that, you know, this mistake came at this point in your, you know, in the, your career, but um, it, it's going to, your, your playing time was already affected by guys in front of you being better, yeah. uh, playing better than you. Uh, now something off the field may affect your, I'm not saying they kick him off the team for it, but it may affect where you fall in this roster. Because like I said, he's probably going to be suspended for some team activities. Uh, part of, potentially part of fall camp and then probably a game or two at minimum. Um, so yeah, it's going to affect your playing time and, and it, it's only going to hurt kind of where you stand because as the season progressed, you saw him and, and Tennessee's coaching staff still kind of did that road, the hot hand, but that hot hand was rarely Tim Jordan in the second half of the season. Yep. hundred so, percent. Yep. So it's unfortunate for him that this, this problem off the field could affect his playing time for the entirety of the season, just because it may set, set him, farther back than any of the other backs Mm -hmm. yeah and he could have been working out but what it looks like is you know he's out there with you know a gun and and you know marijuana and then you look at eric gray and he's jumping a he has a 66 inch vertical and running 29.9 miles per hour yeah i don't uh i don't again i don't know tim jordan uh personally but uh judging by maybe uh his weight i don't know if he's the uh uh, God, the Browns guy who just uh, smoked pot every day. Josh, uh, Josh Gordon, Josh Gordon who smoked pot every day and could go out on the field and still absolutely yeah. burn your best. Yeah, corner. maybe he could. <laughs> maybe he could. Uh, Tim Jordan though is listed at two nineteen on the roster. If Jared Garantano's put on thirty pounds this offseason, how much has Tim Jordan put on? I don't know. Does the neck tat just make like? Is he gonna be that... playing next to Elijah Simmons in the in the fall? Dude, he's he looks big. I mean, he's always had like that boy's he, thick. He, he's got the the baby face and kind of yeah. chubby cheeks already. But 
Yeah, dude, he looks big. In that. So, so he's the largest back on the roster by ten pounds. He's like, there's no, like my head like goes in a, like I have a big head, so my head goes like in a little bit to get to my neck. He's like, it's like a straight thing. There's like, he's not a he's not a small dude. That's for sure. Yeah, he's not a small dude. No, uh, but yeah, I mean, this is obviously a psychic situation all around. You don't want to see anybody any anybody get arrested. You definitely don't want to see a, a this football player get arrested when you're a fan of the program. And then, uh, like I said, this could could kind of determine his uh, some unfortunately some playing time because of where it sets him back with suspensions and and whatnot. And uh, you, you don't you don't want to see that if you can avoid it. So. Uh, it's unfortunate, but whatever. Um, moving on, moving on, moving on. I mean, he was just a couple of days away from being back on campus. Yeah. Which, yeah it wasn't far off. That kind of sucks. Yeah, not for sure. Um, but yeah, I mentioned Eric Gray, dude. He's a beast. Now, do you want me to tell you like some really bad news? Yeah. Well, not bad news, but like some, don't get too excited. Right before the 2016 season, we had a video of Jalen Hurd, I think running 26 miles an hour on a treadmill. Oh no! <laughs> Dang it! <laughs> this one's twenty nine. I don't know if that but anymore. I think. Also, can we talk about the people who think he's running twenty nine miles an hour? I don't think that's how it works, right? I guess it does work that way. I guess the treadmill's going, and you're, you're running. You're still moving to keep up with the treadmill. Yeah, but I don't know if that's. Yeah, I guess. Okay. Like he probably couldn't go out on a no he definitely a could. track Correct. and run twenty nine point nine miles an hour, but he's able to keep up with the... his feet are moving fast enough yeah. that he doesn't fall. Yeah. <laughs> I need to try to find that tweet now of Jalen Hurd running. I, I mean, can't dude, remember what? this, huh? But I... so the difference in the two is you know there there was oh. seen, there was a big disconnect between Jalen Hurd and the team and then Eric Gray and his team. I'm not comparing. Uh, Eric Gray to Jalen Hurd. I'm just saying that video yeah, surfaced before the 2016 of... But did he have the the um, vertical? Didn't have that, did he? I, I so I guess he had a little... Yeah, I don't think Jalen Hurd had the vertical. That that tweet has since been deleted <laughs> by mm. Jalen Hurd. Nice. <laughs> so I don't think we're going to find that. Okay. Yeah. That's fine. Come on, Jalen. Yeah, that was... I, I forgot all about that. But it it was 26? It was more than 25 miles per hour because my tweet was, this man can't legally run in a school zone. Okay. I don't, I don't remember how. Or is it 20 miles per hour in a school it was, zone? Yeah, it's 20. It's 20, so he, more than 20. So Eric Gray is like, he basically yeah. ran 30 miles an hour. Yeah. So he's faster than Jalen Hurd. Faster than Jalen Hurd. It Good. confirmed. Confirmed. <laughs> confirmed. Um, no, dude, I, yeah, I mean, I he, he just looks like a different animal and we're not comparing him to Jalen Hurd like you said um but I mean like I think he's got his better days ahead of him yeah just just the way he came on the the end of last season I'm super excited to I know I would have him back on campus and I I don't know if it kind of just was nice to kind of let him ease into that role uh it would you know maybe that worked out more you know that was what made him so effective is that he Mm -hmm. wasn't asked too much in the beginning of the season I've tread on the tires right (laughs) but I'd kind of like to see you know It'd be fun to be able to go back in time and, and see what happens if he's kind of the one or two guy the whole season. Yeah. But again, it, I, it, I think a lot of people were calling that too. They're just like, yeah, hey, yeah. if he's. Because apparently he was very impressive during spring, and you're like, hey, where is this kid at? We need some help at running back. 
Yeah, I think we heard in uh, fall camp especially that he was a different animal. Yeah. He put on, I think he put on almost 20 pounds he put on when he got on the yeah. campus. Uh, and yeah, apparently he... Uh, he didn't up to 230 like JG. He's not up to 230. <laughs> I think he is 210, though. Oh, um, I didn't know that. Is that... Maybe he's just 200. Maybe it's Ty Chandler that's 210. I was just okay. looking at it. Uh, he's listening to 200. Okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's a guy that I think kind of impressed a lot of people around the program really early on. I don't know if they knew that he was going to be a guy that ended with 500 yards in three games. Um, but right. But yeah, I think a lot of people were expecting some stuff from him. So, cause I mean, Ty Chandler was our leading rusher. And then I think Tim Jordan had like 400 yards himself and was on his way to be the second leading rusher on the team. And then Eric Gray puts up those numbers against yeah. Vanderbilt and just passes him up. Yep. Yeah, I'm excited to see Eric Gray. I think we, we talked about it, uh, I think it was last Sunday we did some, uh, we, we projected some stat leaders, and I think uh, both of us kind of agreed if it if it starts tomorrow, Eric Gray's your number one back. Obviously, it could change in fall camp. Uh, if Eric Gray's gotten stronger and faster, though, I can't imagine Todd Chandler passing him up. Unless Todd Chandler's gotten stronger and faster, and that, that'd be awesome. Yeah, it'd be great. So, uh, I'm excited to see Eric Gray. Let's see if I can... Shoot, I don't care if it's Carlin Fields or me. Yeah, Who, whoever it is. If, if somebody's better than Eric Gray was at the end of last season, I'm excited to see him. Exactly. So, yep, that'll be that'll be fun. Uh, let's look at uh, any more team news. We got, we, some, we got some questions regarding some of this stuff. Okay, so let, yeah, let's, let's, let's just get to those real quick. Um, then we'll get to fan questions. So if y'all want to start um, getting in some of those questions, we'll get to those um, in a couple segments. Um, first one we have from Kevin Wilhoyt says, what's y'all's take on the possible fates of both Tim Jordan, and Jeremy Banks could either or both be potential candidates for Jawan Jennings opportunity. I, I think both of those guys are, are, I think definitely Jeremy Banks is on his way to come back to the team. I think everybody is. That's what it seems to be. And there was kind of rumors of that before. Um, all this uh, before COVID started, so I don't I don't know if that would have changed anything. I don't think he gets back with the team before spring, um, but there there were rumors that he he would be back with the team. Um, so I think you could see that this summer. Apparently, he's still enrolled in school. I can't confirm that. I could probably look it up real quick. Well, he's still in Knoxville um, because he helped somebody their their car broke down. Well, I was about to say so that that was what I was getting at is you've you've seen him a lot popping up around town. Um, he was listed at 194 in high school, but you know, those can lie. Yeah. Eric Gray. Um, but yeah, I think, uh, you know, he, it's very obvious he is, and I'm not saying he's doing it to try to get back on the team. I think he's doing it because he's a good guy. I don't, I just can't imagine he would be doing all these things just to try and get back on the team. All of them, you know, but he seems to be going out and, um, trying to right his wrongs. So I think that means he's probably working towards something. Uh, we'll see. Yeah, I think with all those, if you can work it out and they they come to agreements that they are in the wrong and you know they want to do better, they want a second chance, and they're willing to work to do that. I think you you do that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but that that's that's it. Like you're you're on thin ice the rest of the way. Right. I mean, if there's another slip up, you're gone. I think that would have been the case with um, Juwan Jennings too. If he would have slipped up and you know did got arrested or anything like that, right. you know, he would have been gone. Um, you don't you don't get a third. I don't think with Jeremy Pruitt or any, anybody on the staff, I don't think you get a third um, strike. I think they, they keep it at one. You get one do over and after that then it's it's over with. But you're gonna you're gonna regret what you did. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. So. Uh yeah, no for sure. 
Um, I do want to say somebody uh, we've got before we get to the, some questions. Someone said it was twenty three point one was Jalen Hurts. Oh wow, he Man, smoked so, Jalen Hurts. Yeah, um, and he all who MM also mentioned that uh, he's got a sixteen foot trailer and he pulls with a four runner. So there you go, but Tennessee. <laughs> I can take that. Tur- I can take that turf off your hands. It's perfect. It's perfect. I can't believe you. Uh, that the question was about Jeremy and he, MM asked a question about Jeremy Banks um, to running back if reinstated. Uh, I think he. Especially if Tim Jordan's no longer with the team, yeah, I think Jerry makes is probably a running back. Plus, I don't, I don't think so. You don't think so? I think he, he he's needed a linebacker. I, I just think with the depth they have at inside linebacker, you need a guy yeah. like Jeremy Banks. Like he's he's probably like Eric Gray and Ty Chandler. Are your one and two backs, in my opinion, going into fall camp. I don't think Jeremy Banks is going to be. You know, he's probably the third guy, short yardage guy. Um, but I think he could legit be a starter at inside linebacker maybe if he's a starter uh i think yeah maybe if he's a starter i think if he's not a starter on that i think they're going to try to use him where they can and uh with the way they rotate uh backs that's that's why i think he'd be a running back if tim jordan's not with the team uh but that also could change with some freshmen coming in so yeah and but you know like we were talking about with kavaris crouch if you know, whichever one starts at inside linebacker, you could see either one of those guys, you know, right. try it outside linebacker too. Right. And you could also use the guy who's not starting. You could use them, you know, Crouch didn't start last year, but he came in on, on goal line situations at running back. So you could see that with either one of those guys. Too. Right, right. No, for sure. Yeah, I guess he could still run the ball if he's not a running back. Yep. Um, let's see here. Sorry. Um, I don't have any more questions. Do you? Uh yeah, we have one more from uh same guy Kevin Wilhoyt said yesterday Trey Curry became the 25th commit of the 21 class with targets such as Munden, Ritzy, Arnold, Sims, Page, and a few others for which UT is in play. Will we soon begin to see some voluntary involuntary attrition take place in this class? Um, I think we mentioned that a little bit. You're obviously going to see you know the 24 guys that are in this class are not going to be 24 guys that sign. That's right. just it's early. You know, there's, you're going to have visits um, this fall, hopefully. Um, you're going to have football, you know, winning trumps. That, that That's your biggest recruiting tool. So, if, you know, Tennessee's not winning, you know, they're probably going to lose some. If Tennessee is winning, you might get some that you don't already have, and then that means you have to open up a spot for them. Right. So, um, so Jerry Banks is, assuming this is, this is uh, Jay Banks in the UT directory, um, listed as active. I don't think there's another Jay Banks on the football roster. Um, he is listed as an active uh, student at UT. So still enrolled. So that means there's hope there. Yeah. Um, and on the directory, I don't know if it, I don't know if it ever changed from when he was no longer on the team, um, but he is listed as a uh, part of the football team. I don't know if it ever changed. So you heard it here first. <laughs> well, no, <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, um, I'm just kidding. Yeah, but I, I don't. I don't know if that was uh, if that ever came off. I didn't. I don't think I've ever checked that, so I'm not sure. But he's at least still enrolled in school. You know that. I think sure. there's there's a definitely a better chance that you see Jeremy Banks than Tim Jordan. Interesting. I mean, yeah, if the felony holds up, yeah, yeah. I'd say that's true. I would say that's true. Um, anything else? Any, any any other questions or team news you want to talk about? Um, that's all I got. That's it. Let's go. Uh, let's it's, it's been kind of slow. I think yeah. when you know players are back on campus, I think we'll see AJ Artis get his promotion to the strength and yep. conditioning coach here in the next week or so. 
Um, as players start to get back, they'll go ahead and make that official. Other than that, there's not a whole lot going on. Right. Right. Yeah, I, which is kind of a good, you know, kind of can be a good thing there. Um, I, I did. Did Did you read Philip Former's? Um, I did. Yeah. Kind of quote. Or not, I guess. Well, uh, the university, along with all the coaches, right. uh, yeah. released a, a statement, statement regarding the um, George Floyd and riots, and I guess really just, really in just, um, just addressing. Yeah, j- just the, supporting our our athletes, our, right. our black athletes, our you know, and every other athlete we have. So yeah, that, I thought that was that was good. It was much needed to come from Tennessee, right? And I like that they did it as a whole, whether. They didn't have Pruitt and every other coach make a statement. They all kind of all did it as one. Right. Um, kind of backed the whole university as a whole. Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, okay, let's see here. So, SEC football projections. Yeah. Um, so, Barrett Salee actually had his projection. So, I'm, I'm going to read that to you. Did you see that? I did not see Barrett Salee's projections. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. So, I, I'm going to go over this, and you tell me if you agree. So, okay. SEC West, he has Alabama, 12-0. Um, oh, okay. Auburn, 10-2. LSU, 9-3. Texas A&M, 9-3. Ole Miss, 6-6. Six six, Mississippi State, 5-7. Arkansas, 3-9. They're 0-8 in the SEC. Um, SEC East, he has Florida, 11-1. What were LSU and Mississippi State's? Uh, Mississippi State was 5-7, and seven, and LSU was 9-3. Uh, Florida you had eleven and one. Um, Georgia you had ten and two. Tennessee nine and three, five and three in the SEC. South Carolina you had six and six. Missouri had seven and five. Kentucky had six and six. Vanderbilt three and nine, zero oh and eight in the SEC. What was Kentucky's? Kentucky was six and six. Six. Okay, so I did uh, east to west, top to bottom. Okay. Um, so, but pretty much matches up. Uh, I have a couple things switched. I have LSU. Did he say nine and three? Yep, it's possible. Um, they're gonna have some questions. Uh, but I think they I mean, open up with Texas too. Yeah. Um, so that's. I think he has them losing to Texas. He has Tennessee nine and three losing to Oklahoma, Alabama, and Georgia. So we're the only team that beats Florida. Gotcha. Interesting. So I, I have Florida finishing first in the East this year. Yeah, I think that's that's a safe pick. So I, I would say eleven and one. I don't I don't know if I agree. I haven't looked at Florida's schedule because, um, like I said, I just ranked them. I know their SEC schedule. Other than that, uh, didn't really look at that. But I'd say eleven and one. You know, could be possible. They have LSU on that schedule. I think that makes eleven and one pretty tough. Um, and Georgia is obviously going to be a tough game for them every year. Um, uh, hopefully Tennessee's. A t- I mean, that'd be nice if we hopefully we beat Georgia and or Florida, and hopefully we hand them. That'd be nice to hand them their only loss and. Uh, because nowadays one loss could, could, unless they win the SEC championship game, could potentially keep them out of the yeah uh, playoff. So, so with this one right here, the one that I just told you, right? right. Would you take that for Tennessee? It, yeah. It, would if if it was like you know Tennessee's guaranteed nine and three, they beat Florida, but they finished third in the East. Are would you take that, or would you say let's play it out and see what happens? Third in the East stinks. Nine and three is nice. Third in the East stings. Yeah, but you have potential to win ten games. Yeah, potential to win ten games. It's unfortunate I, that Georgia yeah. and Florida are, are right ahead um, of you. But I, I'm letting it play out because uh, if uh, if we truly if we truly could finish nine and three, why couldn't we finish ten and two, eleven and one? I mean, right? Because I mean, all those games, like I said, if Pruitt loses the games he's supposed to lose, I, I think that looks okay. Just don't get blown out on them. Yeah. So. Um, 
I think you have a chance. I think especially with the when you look at the the rosters um, outside of Georgia's, you know, Georgia's going to have a, a top five defense this year. Outside of that, um, but but I think there's also a lot of questions kind of surrounding that program, plus all the questions with the offense. So I, and I and I like where Georgia's at on our schedule this year. Yeah. So I I, I want to you know I want to play Georgia. Um, the loss to Oklahoma, we kind of talked about that. I feel like that's a good opportunity for Tennessee to come out and make a statement. It, it easily could be a loss. Like that, that could easily be a loss. I, yeah. I would say today it's a loss, but I like the position of it. I like the position Tennessee's in, and Alabama is the definition. Or Tennessee, Tennessee for Alabama is the definition of a trap game. We're coming off a of bye week. I'm gonna have to pull it up. I can't remember exactly. They do not have an easy schedule surrounding us. It's a definite. It's the definition of a trap game. So, so you're you're letting it play out. You you want to you want to see what happens after. After the situation with Alabama last year, let's see. So Tennessee sees Alabama right after they play. Let's see, that's that's two weeks. That's not right. Okay, so I guess they have a bye week two going into us. So that's good. But they'll play Arkansas, and then they play. Uh, wow, what was I looking at then? They have that can't be right. LSU after the week after two weeks after that can't be right. Right. So they have they a bye after us. They shouldn't have a bye after us. up in a better format there. So I'm I'm probably taking it just because it. like you said, Oklahoma could be a loss. Could be. And right now I'm projecting that Florida's a loss. So we if I go into it knowing that we beat Florida at home, that makes like that makes up for it, in my opinion. <laughs> I'll take a loss over Oklahoma and a win over like rather than a loss over Florida. Right. Ah, uh, man, it's tough. It it, it really is. Um, I'm interested. The looking at the, I mean, yeah, I would. Yes, I would take nine and three any day of the week. Don't. But if you're projecting, you're probably wrong. projecting something like this in the East, right? Yeah, yeah. I, so I just this is Tennessee fan. I mean, I think we could finish, and it's like it would be one of those like all world seasons. I think because when you talk about you're gonna have to to do this, you're gonna have to beat Georgia or Florida. Um. You'll have to make sure you're, you know, you're playing good football when you play. Um, uh, I think you may have to beat. There's, you may have to win two games when you talk about Florida, Alabama, and Georgia. Like that's mm-hmm. a possibility. Yeah, you may have to win two of those games. Um, so you got to be playing really good football. Uh, I would love to say Arkansas is a guaranteed win, but I just I, they should be. I think Arkansas is gonna be terrible. I have them finishing the bottom of the West this year. Yeah, so so does yeah, he. So does yeah. Basically. So yeah. I agree with that. Um, yeah, I've got, and then I've got Vandy finishing bottom. I've got USC finishing second to about last in the East. Oh, I think they're going to be worse than Mizzou. And Kentucky. And Kentucky. I think Kentucky could finish fourth. Yeah. What did he have Kentucky at six and six? Yep. So that's roughly yeah what I've got. I mean, he's got Mizzou above Kentucky. Yeah, depending on like who they lose to and right and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, all all the I think Kentucky, Missouri, and South Carolina are probably. Dead even. Yeah, yeah. Would, um, in, in terms of, I don't know what both their schedules look like, but Kentucky is usually kind of cake, yeah. and that's how they end up winning 10 games. Right. Okay, so I thought I was a little off here. I thought, so Alabama's got a bye after Tennessee. So it goes Mississippi State, Tennessee, by LSU. So I thought it was LSU directly after Alabama. Mm. So regardless, I still like that. We do, I think, I believe I'm right in saying we have a bye week before Alabama. I believe. I think that's right. 
So, I, I like that lineup. It's kind so of... So, click, click on... We'll take us there. Yeah. Right, well. Um, so, uh, you know, Tennessee comes to... Or Alabama comes to Tennessee this year. I'm not saying Tennessee wins that game. I'm not. But I like it if Mac Jones is starting. Yeah. They they have to replace a lot. They also have Dylan Moses coming back. They have Najee Harris coming back. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think a lot of the teams, like, you know, Florida, Georgia. Yeah, we have a and, and we do have a bye week. Mm-hmm. South and Carolina, bye week, and Alabama. Us as well. You know, I think all those teams kind of have to replace a lot. Yeah. Florida loses a lot on that defense. They lose C.J. Henderson. Um, I think Cleveland's gone. I know. Um, yeah, I, I believe he is. Yeah, I think they lose their their two best receivers. Um, who else they lose? They they lose they lose a lot on that defensive line. Um, see, I just I don't know. And then Georgia loses a lot. DeAndre Swift, Jake Fromm um, lose a lot on that on that defense. So I don't know. No, it's just I, I, tough for me to project yeah, the, without seeing any of them play. Oh, I, I and mean, that's one thing I wrote. It's like, wait, it's, it, not only is it early, way we also early. didn't see a single team in spring or in a spring game. Like yeah. you did, And I know a spring game is not very telling, but you can at least see guys that you haven't maybe seen yet. Mm-hmm. Um, when, when you talk about all these teams replacing people, um, you haven't seen a lot of guys, so you, you get looks at least, whereas you've never seen them before. Yep. So uh, it definitely changes kind of, you know, the thoughts about it. Um where did he have it for Auburn finishing? Did he rank them too? Yeah, Zim finished second, 10 second. Two. I, I don't like that. I, don't, I flip L, I, LSU or Alabama, I think, are going to finish first in the West this year. Flip them however you want. Yeah. I don't. I just don't have trust in Gus Malzahn. So. No, zero trust. And, I mean, and, he's that man is living on a one-year contract for the rest of his life. Yeah, and, and Bo Nix, I think, played good for a freshman, but I just don't see him competing with those teams in the West. With I, LSU and Alabama, I don't, right. I don't see I like, beating either one of those two. Yeah, I like, I don't know, I can't say yes or no to that. I like Bo Nix. We'll see. He did, he did some some impressive stuff. He was not overall impressing. Yeah, impressive. They, they lost a lot on their defense yeah. too. No, Auburn's got some questions to to answer. Um, I I don't A and M. Who knows with them, dude? Yeah, aren't every, they the most like overhyped team like every year? Well, it doesn't help that now they have one of the more overhyped coaches. Yeah, Jimbo Fisher. Yeah. And they have um, Kellen Mond, who has been on, like, every um, way-too-early project- pre- predictions to win, be an all-SEC player for, like, three years now. Right. Like, when's he actually going to play like that? We'll see. Maybe yeah. this year. Maybe this year. Yeah. Maybe this is the year. Maybe. It's kind of a weird year for – like, we, we talked about – Kyle Trask and before we played and we're like, oh, he's not that good. And it turns out he's probably the best quarterback in the SEC right now. Yeah, I mean, I guess when you talk about who's left. Yeah, I mean, there's there's really no one else. I was about to tell you to pump the brakes there, but uh, yeah, but like, but for real, who do you put? In, you don't put Mac Jones. Not Mac. I mean, I, I, I guess you could. I don't even know who LSU's quarterback's going to be. It's not uh, Kellen Mond. No. Yeah, I, I mean, I guess you kind of have to. I guess not. JG. <laughs> the good news is, I think Trask kind of wins up by default. So yeah, not not. I don't think it's so much to, uh, you know, mm-hmm. to what he's done. So that's the good news, I guess. It's not like you have to worry about this great quarterback sitting on Florida's roster. I mean, he's not bad. I'm not saying he's bad, but he's not this great quarterback that is just going to tear Tennessee apart. No, 
Unless he drastically improves, and he may. He might. So, we'll see. We'll see. Um, anything else you kind of want to talk about with SEC projections? That's all I got. Um, I, I just like the – I want to win 10 games. Right. I mean, I, I would want, like to get to 10. I, I want to win a national championship, obviously. But, you know, I, I think 10 games – and this, this is a tough schedule to do it. You know, with, with opening up with uh, – or not opening up, but playing – having to play Oklahoma at Oklahoma, that's a tough task to, to do. Yeah. But if you're able to get to 10 wins somehow, some way – I mean, I don't care if you lose to Charlotte. If you end up winning 10 games, you end up winning 10 games. <laughs> yeah, maybe not. Maybe not. After last year, if you had lost to Georgia State, I'd probably say, yeah, I don't care if you lose to Charlotte. But yeah. you lost Georgia State last year. I don't think you can lose another opening game. <laughs> no. And if you do, you, to, have, you have to beat yeah. Florida, Alabama. Right. To, I should say you can't lose another opening game to a non-power five. That's right. what I should say. Yeah, 100%. So... Um, I'm not saying fire Jerry and put on a stall. It happens because uh, if I guess if we lose to Charlotte and have ten wins, I guess at least you had ten wins, and that means you had to beat. He's got to beat Charlotte because he's zero and two in yeah. season openers so far, and one of those teams is Georgia State. So. Yeah, yeah, you got me. I agree. Got to win. Um, Coach, speaking of winning, Coach Doug's is undefeated. Take on Alabama tonight at nine p.m. Get the shotguns ready, the beers to shotgun. We're doing maxims. I, that's not true. And cigars. Yeah. Oh. I didn't think about that. I smoke a cigar tonight. I have a reason to. <laughs> Perfect. Got my cigar out. Um, yeah, get the cigars ready. Uh, Tennessee versus Alabama tonight. Doug's is going to win this one. But he also beat South Carolina. Almost almost got to 50 burgers. Uh, yeah, what, got a little was cute. It was, I think it was 41-17 and, and tried to get to that 50 burger and end up being a lot closer than it should have been. It was like 48-35 or something like that. Um but yeah, over a ranked opponent, twenty-four yeah. South Carolina. Now you play number nine Alabama. Caleb Presley, the quarterback, is um, winning the Heisman race, and JoJo Smalls is number three. He's yeah, he's moving on up. Yeah, moving on up. And I think uh, Big Cat said this is the last tough game on the schedule. Oh, I wonder. So, that's I guess yeah, that's probably true. You have Kentucky, I think next. And Vanderbilt. Is that would that be it? You're playing Alabama, or that'd be it in the schedule? You should have. At least four games. Left. You might have like a. You have home. You'll have a homecoming game. Yeah. You'll have what, Troy whoever or something. That is. Yeah. Whoever that is. I don't know. I don't know who'll be. Uh, who'll be. Dude, this is a. I, we play Troy this year, right? Yeah, that's why I said that for homecoming. Yeah. So I'm. I, I want to beat their brains in and not let them score forty points the last time they're in Newland Stadium. Oh God, that was an awesome game to watch. <laughs> yeah. Let me tell you about depressing, it. depressing, but. Oh no! It was, I, it was it not was, awesome. I was joking. I would. Well, I would much, There's a lot of offense. If you weren't a Tennessee fan, it would have been a great I, game. To I'm watch. trying to remember the games that were. So Troy was bad. UAB, which UAB was not a high scoring affair. That was 2010. Went into overtime. Then we had a game against Buffalo. That was a shootout. I'm trying to remember all the ones that were shootouts in Dooley's era. Oh, Troy I, was 2012. That was the last year. I was thinking was App State. This wasn't Dooley, but App no, State but was that wasn't a shootout either. No, but it was way too close than it should yeah. have been. UMass was close and awful. Ohio was a terrible game to watch. Yep, yep, yeah. I'm done with that. Hopefully, we're way past you know playing. Um, we play like our opponents, right? So Tennessee was 30, we don't 32 to 29 versus UAB in 2010. I don't remember what your Buffalo was. What was the final score to the Troy game? Uh, like I think it was like fifty nine or something. It was insane. I think they set 
records for fucking. Um, I guess I can look it up too. I'm, I got a computer. Twelve. Uh, see, that would have been homecoming, November third. That was five hundred and thirty yards of offense, fifty-five forty-eight. <laughs> we scored twenty-one points in the fourth quarter. That's terrible. Let's see, Tyler Bray threw for five hundred and thirty yards. We had a, and Marlon Lane had one hundred and thirty yards rushing. Shout out to C. Robinson. Who's that? Threw for almost four hundred yards for Troy. <laughs> Again, South Sinceri is a dick. <laughs> He's terrible. <laughs> He's awful. That dude did throw for thirteen thousand yards in his career. Well, damn, two thousand of it was against Tennessee almost. Oh, <laughs> uh, all right. What was that? I gotta figure out this now. Tennessee versus Buffalo. What year would that have been? I guess so. Probably two thousand twelve. I don't even remember that. Dude, we're getting old. I was there. It was one of those games that uh, you sat in the recruit section. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, one of those so maybe 11? Uh, or 12. One or the other. Yeah. One or the other. Oh, yeah. Peerless process. I see that now. We go 2012. Like, I'm glad we get to relive just the miserable days. This is going to be fun. Oh, yeah. We played Georgia State that year. <laughs> Beat them 51 to 13. <laughs> God. <laughs> That's depressing. Dude, opening up that NC State game that year, I was like, oh my God, Derek Dooley's actually going to do something good. And then, <laughs> okay. October 1st, 2011. I can't remember if this is low. Okay, 41. It wasn't that bad. I thought they did pretty good against us. They didn't. <laughs> That's good. Tyler Bray did throw for almost 400 yards. Dude, I forgot about Torn Pool. Torn Pool. Maybe we can get him on uh, Voltails. Yeah. What's, uh, what was. Did you do you remember how good Derek Rogers was against LSU that year? I remember he was just freaking insane. He dominated Tyre Matthew that year. And that was the Tyre Matthew for Hosman year. Honey Badger? Yeah. He only had sixty three yards. That's still pretty good. On three receptions. <laughs> Jeez. Oh. Uh, great. Was, fantastic. That was rough. Was that the year that LSU played in the national championship against Alabama? Was that two thousand eleven? I think so. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Got yeah, they're number one. To seven. <laughs> God, I hate Tennessee football sometimes. I hate it. It's rough. And you keep going back. You're you're making me depressed, man. I'm sorry. It's already a rough time. You want me to, right you want me to try to find a good memory? We can watch the Georgia play real quick if you want. <laughs> yeah, just make up for it. Yeah. Uh, do we have any more fan questions? I think we got most of them. Um, yeah, that's all the questions we got. And get the segments. Yeah, let's do some segments. Do some most most importance. Most important. Um, my most important is. Well, it was gonna be Jeremy Banks. Um, oh yeah, helping some people with the uh, their car broke down. Um, he gave them some water. Um, helped fix their car up and, and stayed there a while until it got um oh, nice. Got going. Took some pictures with the kids. So good for Jeremy Banks. I'll be glad when he's back in. In a Tennessee uniform. Yeah, no, that that uh, that'd be pretty awesome. Pretty awesome. Let's see here. Let's pause that for a second. Um, okay. Most important. Thought I had one. I need to go through and delete some of these. Oh, some I found out this week. I, I meant to tell you about this. So there's eight teams that Tennessee's played and never beaten. We have a chance in the next couple of years to beat two of those. So it's USC, Pitt, Oregon, BYU, West Virginia, Kansas State, Baylor, and Purdue. 
and we play Pitt and BYU. BYU? Or not BYU, West Virginia? We only played them once. Really? I figured we would have played them more than once. It seems like a team that you would... Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. BYU, how many times? We only played them once? Yep. Seems like, again, another team that we would would play more than once. It's pretty surprising. Pretty surprising. Uh, Where did I... I have one more. Um... So six foot three, three hundred pound defensive tackle, um, and 2020 Notre Dame signee uh, Aiden. I'm not even. I'm. I'm not even gonna starts with a K. Um, wakeboarding his cap and gown to celebrate his high school graduation. Dude, those videos are amazing. The the dudes who can wake surf or wakeboard with with uh, wearing like a gown. It's yeah, incredible. and he's six foot three, three hundred pounds. Oh, that's pretty three hundred pounds. Yes, good lord. <laughs> um, most important, sports are returning. So obviously, Bundesliga soccer in Germany's been playing. Um, Premier League's about to start, and then the NHL. We actually talked about this on Wednesday. The NHL is prepared prepared to test every player. So I oh. feel like that's a step in the right direction to getting like sports back. I feel like that's yeah. a question surrounding how are you going to test to make sure you don't have an outbreak. So I feel like that's uh, you're heading in the right direction. That's awesome. Um, so, Departed Souls, um, their brewery, released the Trash Can Banger, the perfect victory beer to keep celebrating celebrations going. This week is not the suck. Um, where are they in? Where are they at? Are they in? Uh, where is this? Who'd they beat in Departed seventeen? The Astros in the World Series. The- I don't, I don't know. So, Departed Souls is in New Jersey. Okay. Um, so, New Jersey, they have the trash can banger. So, it's the, the beer and it's got... It's, it's very similar to the Astros throwback logo. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> that's a that's a good... That's a good... Beer. I would drink it. Yeah. Oh, for sure. For sure. Uh, do you have any more most important... Uh, I think that's all I got for most important. Is horse racing back? Is that? I feel like I saw people tweeting about that this this week. I feel like it should have been already. How do you feel about people like not wanting to play sports without football or without sports without fans? Like they're like, oh, I don't want if college football doesn't have fans, I don't want it. I, what's the? I mean, I get the atmosphere isn't the same, but it's better than not playing sports, right? Right, and how many like like you you as a person if you're saying. I'm. I, I don't want sports unless there's fans. How many games are you actually going to? Are you going to every single game right. that you watch? I mean, like even the Tennessee fan. How many go to all every single one of those games? Right. Yeah, we don't even do that. No. We That's go to every strange. home game, but yeah, but I, I mean I, I'm also I mean I'm not an athlete, so I can't really understand it. But I don't also don't understand like why they would only want to play with fans. Yeah. Like would, especially a college athlete where the only reason you're really playing college sports is to try to get a chance at the next level. Would you not want to play the games regardless? Because you're not getting that. NCAA is, even if you get that season back in terms of a red shirt, you don't. You're not guaranteed to like really get that season back, right? Because they're trying to. They're going to try and bring in someone better than you to beat you out. Yeah, and, and you're another year older. Like yeah. it's, if you waste the entire season, you waste a year that you could be, you know, elevating your game to get to the next level. And we already know some dudes are not uh, staying in tip top shape. So. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't know if I understand that. But whatever. It is what it is. Um, let's see here. We got fails? 
I do. So uh, Jim Harbaugh said Wolverines are as close as you can possibly be to a national title. Well, you got to beat Ohio State first, big dog. How how is how are you as close as you can possibly be? You have not been in the college football playoff. How many times has he won ten games at Michigan? I don't know. Probably hasn't. Let's see all. Yeah, dog, you got a one idiot. I mean, it, it. Michigan's got to the point where everybody's tired of saying they're going to be a good team. Like no one's hyping them up anymore because you've failed over and over and over again. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Like yeah. you're, you're next to Notre Dame as the most overhyped team and. Every single season. And uh, maybe Texas. Anything. Maybe Texas. Yeah, Texas is like that, too. <laughs> Let's see here. Did I look at the wrong Harbaugh? Sam no, Ellinger is another quarterback that they think has been the next god for the past four seasons. He won 10. Okay, he's won 10 games three times. Two of those, though, were in his first two years. So, easy there, Kirby Smart. And then he can't win in the postseason. <laughs> What's he think he's going to do in the playoff? Yeah, he's got four straight bowl losses. Yeah, that's not, that's not good. Ouch. It's not great. Can't lie. It's not great. And 12 of his losses, I guess, I guess that's good, but depending on who they play. I don't know what their out-of-conference schedule looks like, but 12 of his losses are in the big or in the big uh, 10. Yikes. Has he beaten uh He's Ohio not beating Ohio State now. So four of those losses are – or <laughs> actually five of those losses are Ohio yeah. State. Yep. That's a big yikes in my book. Yikes. I've got a uh, my failure is Goodell in the NFL, dude. You knew when you put that bid up, you shouldn't have done that auction because you knew Portland was going to win it. Yep, swallow your pride and do it. Don't be a dick. Yeah, that's a bad look. Yeah, I hope uh, I hope they're able to do something kind of like in lieu of that to kind of like really give back to the NFL. I don't know what they. I mean, Jay Portland will probably figure it out. Yep. That's a bad look, though. I don't know why you did that. My feel is the people who keep bringing up the Peyton Manning with a Texas jersey. Who cares? I'm, I mean, if if he goes, if he's in Austin and they give him a jersey, he's not going to just, at least he's not he's not wearing anything Texas. <laughs> he's not. And, I mean, he's never worn anything Texas before that either. And he's not even doing, like, the horn. Is he doing the horns up before I say that? No, he's okay. not. He's just on like, the jersey. God, thank God. He's not doing the horns up. Anything I'm like, like like you said, Texas is like the most overhyped team. Also, yeah, and you knew Pey- you know Peyton talks shit to him. Yeah, and, and you you get offended when people do horns down. So I don't want to hear anything. <laughs> You're gonna offend people by saying that doesn't matter that you don't care about Peyton wore a Texas jersey. You better be careful. He didn't wear it or held it. Here but you go, dude. Like they could have gave it to anybody. Huh? They could have gave it to. I'll make you smile real quick since I made you sad. Okay. We're watching the replay of the Georgia game real quick, or Georgia play, the Hail Mary. God, that was an awesome feeling. And then that pissed me off. I was like, why are you crying? <laughs> I hate Butch Jones so much. I don't know who I hate more, Butch Jones or Skip Bayless. Probably Butch Jones just because he was... I don't give a rat's ass about Skip Bayless. <laughs> That's true. You shouldn't. I guess I, I, mean, I guess I don't really care about. It. The only thing I kind of hope for Bush Jones, I just got like, I hope he's just like a lifer at Alabama. Like he stays there for the rest of his life. He's like, I, I don't want a promotion. I'm at Alabama. He loves the intern life. Yeah, exactly. I get it. I get it. I love it too. I bet he gets to. I get. I bet he gets to drive Nick's Mercedes all the time to park it. I bet Nick's like, hey man, I left it running. Can you go park it real quick? So I bet that's a good gig. You get to drive a Benz. 
What if you wreck it, though? Oh, it's not like Kiffin. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Lane. Sorry, Lane. Kiffin definitely. Didn't mean to. I didn't mean to. I'm not going to lie. I did. That's all I got. You That's all I got, too. I, uh, I need to double check before I say Dude. Why? Oh, I yeah. I kind of have a fail. I'm going to tell myself. This is a funny story. So, we went I went golf with my brother Saturday. And uh, he he ran away from the cart real quick. I go to put my... We were hitting at the range. I went to go put my bag on the cart. And um, he had used, like, my strap from my side to put his cart or bag on the cart. So, I thought he was, like, messing with me. So, I was like, all right, I'm going to mess with him. So, I started taking his clubs and put them in his bag upside down. And where I was messing with him, and then before he, like, I kind of hurried and got in the cart so he didn't see me, and we drive off, and I, because I did that, I forgot to strap my bag in, and it fell off in front of everybody on the range. And I was like, and some super nice dude that I was like, stop helping me. You, I hate you. So he helped me get my bag on. I was like, and he was like, you know you got to strap that in. I was like, ah, fucking no, dude. <laughs> Good God. I've golfed before, bro. Yeah, and I was like, oh, that's so embarrassing. Like, everybody saw it. There were, like, probably 45 people in distance of hearing it and seeing it. So I did 13.5 miles on a mountain bike yesterday. Oh, I'll bet your ass hurts. Oh, dude. <laughs> I'm in pain. Just sitting in this, like, You're probably used nicely that, cushioned <laughs> <laughs> nicely cushioned chair. Like, it's hurting. Um, you need a butt pad. But, the, but Riley had a, a kind of a pride story. So we go down the, I guess, the, the hard downhill yeah. um, at Baker's Creek. Which is called, I don't know what it's called, um, barn burner, and we get to the uh, so Riley goes first because he's the fastest and he's the one that you know just goes wide open on the whole thing. So we get down to the bottom, and uh, we pull up on, and Riley's just sitting there on, on his bike just waiting for us. And Nick's like, "Did you fall?" And he was like, "No." He's like, "Why is your leg bleeding?" He's like, "I fell." <laughs> Did he go over the bike this time? He did not. He said that, but he said that when he did that, when the bike, when he flipped over the handlebars, the bike flipped and hit him in the back of the head. Oh yeah, that would that's when you just like you're like, oh, I'm I'm invincible. I can just I won't die. So that's why he goes so fast. Is what he said. Yeah, I don't know if that makes you invincible, Riley. What I, I, I think he might need to be in concussion protocol. <laughs> we'll have to talk about that. <laughs> did you did you give him the test? The uh, all right, count backwards. By seven. I just gave him a Filserati test. I made him go. <laughs> I mean, they do like follow the pin. Is it nine heel to toe? Uh, there and back? Uh, but they do the, the, the concussion the test pin? is the pin. Okay. They do that. They do it in field sobriety test too. And then so. you got to go back from 100 from seven. I don't know if they do that in field sobriety test, but yes, that is a Part concussion, of the concussion test. Yeah. yeah, it's so dumb. <laughs> I can't even do that. Yeah, I know. I'm like, uh, 93? <laughs> That's it. That's all I got. Sorry. Yep. Uh, guys, that is all I have for the show. Thank you all for listening, and it's been a it's been a fun one. I know sports aren't back yet, and that makes it you know, uh, and we can only do so much. But we are here uh, every Sunday and Wednesday, so make sure you check us out. Make sure you check out Volunteer Roadshow on YouTube. That's where you'll find this, as well as on Anchor. Find uh, more important issues. Make sure you follow us on Twitter and Facebook. Um, hit that like, share, retweet button wherever you're at. I appreciate you guys. We appreciate you guys. Anywhere you find a podcast, there's more important issues. Yeah. And before Um, we get off here, we got a giveaway. Got a winner. Let's do it. And the $25 gift certificate to Hound Dogs winner is Scott Callhorn. Scott. Yeah. We actually know Scott. Yeah. What's up? Congrats, man. Go get that $25 gift certificate to do that. 
Um, email Bobby C at volunteerroadshow.com or Billy Ratliff at volunteerroadshow.com within a week to claim your prize. Um, enjoy that. Congrats, man. Yeah, that's that's awesome. Twenty five dollar gift card to Hound Dogs. Um, I'll I would like that. Yeah, it'd be great. <laughs> that's all I got. You got anything else? That's it. All right, guys. That's all we got. We're bringing the boat in, and we out.